Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? My name is Karalala. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about all things film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? I'm actually feeling great today. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a good day. It's nice. Grand day outside. The birds are singing in the trees. Yeah, it's it's pissing me off a little (laughs) bit. Actually, it's going to ruin the audio. If anyone can hear those birds, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you think there's one person listening who has like heard one of the birds chirping in the background, just like dickheads, just turn it off? Why do we do this podcast in our treehouse? Oh man, I don't. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. It, oh, the fear. That's what makes comedy. Happen. It drives me. Yeah, it drives yeah. me to comedy. <laughs> the uh, just before we start, I just want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Support us over on Patreon. So, Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, Ed Ball, Heather Lewis, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley and Ryan Evanson. Yes. Thank you all so, so much for supporting us on Patreon. And we have a couple of announcements to make about we do. the Patreon, actually. Uh, those of you who listened to our Q&A episode, which I think was the first one of this year? No, it's Q&A with Christmas. Christmas time. Sorry, the Christmas Q&A, I mean, of you're, course. You're, you're, on the ep- you're on the show. For like- I mean, <laughs> look, allegedly... <laughs> I'm here, but I'm not here. <laughs> of course. Uh, we said that 2020, we really want to focus on the Patreon. We want to get, deliver more content to that. Uh, and also, some of you might remember a few months back, we did our Lazarus Pit episode. Yes. Where we talked about... Iron uh, Man. Iron Man, the first Iron Man. We were Man. on that episode too, but you I forgot was. that one. I remember <laughs> that. I remember that. I was just building up dramatic tension. Anyway. <laughs> Nobody could see you, but there was a look on your face like, what episode did we do? <laughs> what movie? Uh, fucking The Hulk. Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Ang Lee's Hulk. Ang Lee's Hulk. Uh, but we're, what we're doing on the Patreon, we're introducing a couple of new tiers. And uh, one of those tiers will be access to uh, Lazarus Pit, a bonus episode once a month. That just it's a, it's a little thank you for supporting the podcast, and it's a fun episode for us to record as well. Yeah, we just get to go back and watch. Like we're hopefully going to do every single superhero movie ever. Yeah, even the bad ones. Even the bad ones, because I think that might be fun. It's not. We're not just going to pick good ones. No, you got me uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. I'm on not DVD. watching that first. <laughs> nah, we'll watch that. <laughs> I don't want to start with everyone. That. Tweet Connor. <laughs> I, there's a good thing the patrons can actually vote on which movie they'd like us to review. Yeah, we're able to set up polls and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so we and can set all that up, and you can get you can make your vote to see which one you want. If if you want to see me watch The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer. And then Surfer. maybe X-Men The Last Stand. Oh, absolutely. Then X-Men Dark Phoenix right after it. Oh, back-to-back Dark Comparing Phoenix. Comparing Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is all coming up. I'm actually pretty excited about this. Because uh, I, I like going back to watch old movies and see if they hold up. Yeah, that's what we, like, we that's all we talked about before we did this podcast. Yeah. It's just like, oh, do you remember when that movie came out? Yeah. And so, well, the superhero movie now... 
because there's like seven million of them, it's going to be harder to review them all. But I don't think we'll go straight to the MCU. I don't think so. No, no. we're on. And also, like, it's only going to get bigger. <laughs> we d- we did Iron Man, but I think that'll be the last MCU for a while. I think we'll go back previous to that. Yeah, exactly. We'll do some of the older stuff. Uh, okay, so this is Movie Monday, Sean, and less of your Patreon talk. I'm so sorry. We're now. That was actually like a proper podcast where we had like announcements and Patreon stuff at the start. Oh my god, that was I, weird. I don't. Who are we becoming? That normally, are we corporate chills? No, I think that's the last announcement we'll ever make. Oh, okay, thank you. Corporate and that, chills. Just, you we know. didn't get any money for that. We didn't advertise anything ourselves. Fuck the advertisement. Oh, fuck. Oh, I forgot to do it. Oh, what advertisement do you want to do? Our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say mattresses. Oh, Casper mattresses. No, sure. We're not name names. Um, okay, so we're starting off Movie Mondays this week with big news, Sean, that big I news. felt that you would that would get you engaged. Get I'm already you. engaged. We're, we're starting and finishing with Star Wars this week. Oh, interesting. And we're starting with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series for Disney Plus oh, no. being delayed. And it loses a writer and it seeks an overhaul in the scripts. Fuck. Sean, what are your thoughts? Look, you've hit me with a wall of bad news there. Now, I prefer delayed to rushed out. See, now, I read the headline and I was like, oh, that's bad. But then I thought about it and went, oh, that's really good. Because I think this is completely... um, uh, I was going to say a blowback. That's not what I mean. Uh, A response. Yeah, yeah. A response to uh, Star Wars 9. Mm -hmm. And their plan is, we rushed that trilogy out. And people were like, maybe you probably should have just finished the script before you did everything. Yeah. And then it would be more cohesive. And I think they do not want to fuck up the Obi-Wan Kenobi series in no. any way. Because this is their one cash cow. And not only that, but like the the only like the other Star Wars TV series, by and large, are all very well received. Yes. Uh, you have, I think the Clone Wars is having a new season. Is it the just final season? Out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it ended on a cliffhanger fucking years ago. Yeah. But you have... Fan favorite character, fan favorite actor, mm, returning, returning. You have perfectly co- aged, perfectly aged, coming off the back of the Mandalorian. Yes, like it's everything to lose at the minute. Like at the per, at the minute, this could make them a lot of money, and so I think they are very scared yeah. about fucking this up. Like so, this would sell Disney Plus subscriptions. Yeah, people would. Buy, would you? You would get Disney Plus. Yeah, watch, I'm getting Disney Plus as soon as it comes to Ireland. Yeah, like. The thing with this is people were using this because Kathleen Kennedy was the one who delayed it. Yeah. And of course, her name brings up a lot of people are just like, oh, get rid of her. She's it's the a, worst. A lot of knee jerk reactions. Yes. Would, it, would you actually think about it though? She's probably right. If the script is not good. Yeah. Or if the script isn't perfect. Not even that it's bad. But if she's looking at it going, it's good, but we can do better. Yeah. That's like, a good thing. Absolutely. And there was, uh, I think a game designer said it, but he said, um, a rushed out game will be bad forever, but a delayed game will be good eventually. Yes. You know, like if, for, if even if it gets better in the second season, but if you rushed out the first one, that's all people are going to remember. Yeah. You that's, know, that's actually a really good way of looking at it. Cause Hugh McGregor was confirmed last August that he would be reprising the role of Obi-Wan and like Lucasfilm are all in on that. And they said they had to read the scripts written and that the shooting was slated to begin in 2020. Yeah. But now uh, they're after pushing that back slightly. Now they didn't say when, but like it's not an indefinite, pro- like, uh, here, we're never doing this. Yeah, yeah. But I think it probably will be maybe another six months before this probably starts shooting. I think that's fine though. Like, Hugh McGregor looks the same for the last 55 years. Yes. So he's, and he's fine. 40. He's <laughs> Work that out. <laughs> the man looks great. He does, and he's going nowhere. And no, he's, and he knows this is a guaranteed gig that he's going to have. Yeah. But not even a guaranteed, like, he knows this is the role that he loves to play. Yeah. And, and he I- mu- I think he knows that the fans are going to be there as well. Yes. Like, they've waited this long. I think they can wait a little longer. Exactly, yeah. So, like, and we've had the movie cancelled before. There was rumours of an Obi-Wan movie. Yeah, and they cancelled that. They cancelled that. Because Solo didn't do well, so they, they shut the bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I think some of the stuff that was in 9 probably was in the Obi-Wan series, and they're just reworking it a little bit. How much do you think Episode 9 had an effect on this? Do you think this would this would have been put out if episode 9 had been received? Like, this is perfect. I think they would have continued a little bit. I think... See, I, 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 it's a, I don't know quite how to explain it, mm. but 
I feel like there's a lot of like spin doctors in uh, Disney and Lucasfilm who they'll, they'll you know it'll be a focus group and they'll take the response to the focus group and say oh people didn't like this yes well that Instead was what of, episode 9 was yeah exactly but like seeing the reactions to episode 9 yes now they take that and like they're they're just working off the last thing they put out, and they're changing the other thing around that. Exactly, which I think has been hindering them for many years now. Yeah. When in fact, like the idea of a movie is you give them what they want before they know that they want it. Exactly. So, and like, that's that's why, like, I don't know. For the, as an example, like Mad Max Fury Road, Mad Max was like a dead franchise. Yeah. But that became the biggest movie of that year. Because or, or you could, even if you want to keep it in Star Wars, like um, Luke and Darth Vader being his father, like the yeah. audience didn't know they wanted that until, until it, it happened, yeah. and then they went, "Oh shit!" That's the that's the crux of every great ha- cliffhanger. Literally, yeah, and that is at the end of the movie too. Yeah, but uh, Kathleen Kennedy was in an interview this week, and uh, the internet fucking exploded about it. But she said, um, "Oh, you know, we don't have." decades of comic books we don't have 600 page novels mm. to go off that they're just making up these stories as they go along right but then and someone just had a screenshot of that and their collection of Star Wars <laughs> Legends novels and comic books <laughs> but the, yeah but then she heard like yeah but we got rid of that so we, yeah. don't, we don't have it anymore it's not canon no except for the bits that are it just started raining quite heavily, it's by the way. It's actually lashing outside. So you said at the start, yeah. oh, it's nice and sunny, but it, you forgot one particular piece. Yeah. We are in Ireland. Oh, that's true. So now a monsoon has hit us. <laughs> Not only is the weather changeable, it's also a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> that's me as a weather forecast. to you, just in front of Ireland. Not only is the weather unpredictable, it's a prick. Back to you, Susan. <laughs> Thanks very much, Sean. <laughs> now with the sport. <laughs> Here's Connor. <laughs> uh, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Captain Marvel Dos. Captain Marvel... What, uh, uh, Connor. Captain Marvel I'm a simple two. man. Uh, two. <laughs> Number two. Thank you. <laughs> one plus one. Ah, I see. <laughs> First details for Captain Marvel 2 emerge, as it is confirmed to be in development. Okay. Yes. Not mad at it. Um, it looks like it also could have connections to one division, as okay. the same as Doctor Strange. Okay, one division is getting more and more important. Yeah, the more it goes MCU, on, yeah, which is weird because Vision is the worst. Vision's the worst, <laughs> but Scarlet Witch is apparently becoming comic book Scarlet Witch. In yeah, Scarlet Witch is like the best. Yeah, and she's probably one of the most interesting characters they have. Kevin Feige said she's the most powerful in the MCU. Uh, well, she well, stopped Thanos by herself. Her versus Captain Marvel, who wins? I think. See, I think after one division, it's absolutely Scarlet Witch. Okay, that's you interesting. Know. Yeah, but she's Scarlet Witch in the comic books can do literally anything. Yeah, she can manipulate probability, <laughs> which is such a fucked up power. But yeah. like, it doesn't make any sense. But like, it just means that she can imagine anything, and then it happens. Pretty much, yeah. Like, be, oh, be really unlikely if that, <laughs> <laughs> if a train fell on you right now. If all the mutants died, yeah, you know. Um, so when the first well the first Captain Marvel took place in the 1990s this one will be set in the present day shot okay interesting so what type of hair do you think we're going to have <sighs> undercut <laughs> undercut short back and sides oh Jesus short back and sides full hawk like Brie Larson could pull off any look let's, just, let's yeah. just see let's give her something mad she could have shaved head like if she oh, wants shaved head would be cool that would be cool I think she'd hell. look like a badass I think, oh you would not fuck with her no I wouldn't fuck with her anyway no she, she'd kill her both <laughs> <laughs> but like, not even Captain Marvel Brie Larson no Brie Larson the actress would mur- she, the amount of training she did for that I movie know, yeah. she would kill us but, like I it, see we're in so it's going to be set in 20... What, well, it, I'm assuming 2021 or 2020. See, what year is the MCU in now? Because they had that five-year Oh, skip. God. All oh, right. Okay, hang on. So, hang <laughs> uh, on. Yeah, sorry. I fucked this up. But then also Spider-Man's Homecoming fucked it up. Yeah. By saying eight years later. When it wasn't. When it wasn't eight years later. Hmm. Because then it would be technically 2020 in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Which would mean another... Two years had passed before the five-year gap, which means it would be 2027. True. Okay, I think... <laughs> but I, then they, I think they retroactively went back and changed that. I think so, too. I think Endgame took place in 2023, like, after the time skip. Yeah, I, th- I think they're... They, Homecoming fucked it up. I think that might have been Sony's fault. Yeah. Um, but 
I think they they would normally go off any movie that came out then that was the year it came out. Yeah, maybe generally, yeah. And now I think because Endgame pushed it forward, you know, Captain Marvel could be set in twenty. Every every movie coming up to this could be set twenty twenty three, and then we eventually catch up with them. That would be good because she's not like in a lot of Endgame. No, she's not. It could just be her doing her uh, like protecting other planets after being dusted yeah that would be cool as hell uh, she's like I don't know how much plot details we have at all mm-hmm. or if we have anything but my instinct is like she's a space dwelling character pretty much so she could be the way to bring in Adam Warlock or anyone like that ooh yeah I think no was Adam Warlock not in Guardians he's at the end of Guardians 2 I think James Gunn wants Adam Warlock you think to so himself. I don't think you would put that in unless he specifically wanted and I think he wanted to use him and he's something. a weird enough character that James Gunn would be like yeah throw him in with Drax and all the lads fair you know what you're right Um, but yeah there's not real much information in regards to plot details because they literally they've gotten rid of uh, the co-writers and the director of the last movie and Bowden and Ryan Fleck so they're right. looking for new directors and new writers but it is in development okay so they're working on it it's, it's coming out it's set to hit cinemas in 2022 okay that'd be okay so two years down the line we're looking at it probably yeah. the summer slot I would say probably the July one well the last one made over a billion dollars in March yeah so I think you throw it straight into the summer and see what happens but um, now the last one made over a billion dollars but me and you were like it's it's a it's a good movie, but like it's not the MCU's most outstanding achievement. No, but I think that's a factor of it's an origin story. And origin stories are origin hard. Story. Yeah, as origin stories go, I think it's quite it's quite a good one. Yeah, you know, and I, I think the second one is really where you can get into your own because now she's all powerful. Yeah, that does make it harder, but it also gives you more opportunities for her to look cool or for situations to arise where she's struggling. That's a, yeah, exactly. Like we've seen how powerful she is, so if she like when Thanos punched her with the power stone. Yeah. When you see that happen, it's just like, oh, this threat is way bigger than she is. And we've seen how like powerful she because, is. Because I suppose there's no stakes if she's invincible. No. Like, no movie can do that. Like, that the, the good guy is just invincible. That is an 80s... It's a very much an 80s trope that I think has died out a lot. Yeah. That there's the invincible... The invincible hero is just walking through and there's like bullets are just, just like shrugging a, off bullets. <laughs> yeah. Steven Seagal style. I think I think people won't really like that as much, but I think it's it's good to put her in a situation where you'd have to make a character, a villain who's twice as powerful. Who would you be able to gain? Galactus? They own Fantastic Four now. That's true, yeah. Um So you could do you could do all kinds of alien like just make up a fucking alien who's super powerful. Yeah, like yeah, Annihilus or someone like that. Ooh, like his annihilation wave is coming across the galaxy, and she stops it. That's cool. What she could be doing, and then and then that sets up if you wanted to do Annihilus as the next big villain. You know, have her defeat his minions first or something like that. Steppenwolf. Have her defeat no, Steppenwolf. That's a different what? Different. What? See, there's two main comic book companies. All right. What? Which ones? The ones with the Batman. Yes, the Batman is the DC. DC. Yes. Is, does Batman not know Iron Man? No, they're not. Well, they might. I don't know. <laughs> you're it depends the, which one you're eating. He probably does. He's been a crossover, I'd say. Spider Man was in DC recently. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Who was it? Uh, was it Jonathan Hickman or someone? He had. Anyways, a Spider Man writer had moved over to DC, and then there was one that. Teen Titans who could he could get any power but it was random right and he ended up in a blue and red suit and swinging from buildings interesting you know Spooderman 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 okay we're going to move on to our day. although Captain Marvel 2 I mean let's see what they can do absolutely I'll watch it it's an interesting concept to have the all powerful character yeah and to have her leading like a, a lot of this I assume is her struggling to be normal Yes. You know. Um, just Superman. Although Super- actually you can't do Superman. No, don't make her sad in a <laughs> church. <laughs> don't make her father get whipped away in a hurricane that he could have just stopped. 
<laughs> I'd like to see that scene again. <laughs> Brie Larson looking at Henry Cavill's fake father again, put into a record. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, I could have saved you too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's actually a cut from Superman, the movie, but she's on the other side of the farm and she's also looking over the hook. looking worried. Oh man, I could save him too, but I, oh. could, I could move. But I could run at normal human speed yeah. and probably reach oh, him. I, oh man, I don't think I can though. I'm in shock and awe. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, Okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Bad Boys 4 is in the works. Because, of course, it is, Sean. What the fuck are they going to call it? Look. I didn't want to get into this, but we've we've gotten into it several times. Bad Boys 4 Life is the last one. Yeah. How much do you think they realise they fucked up by calling the last one, the third one, Bad Bad Boys Boys 4 Life, Life, when you have a fourth one coming out, which could just be called Bad Boys the number four life? Bad Boys forever? Fuck oh, Jesus Christ. Bad Boys five ever. Five ever? <laughs> They're always a number ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the centuries. Bad Boys six appeal. Oh. Which <laughs> <laughs> means like, yeah, damn. Yeah, that's, that's good. Me. And Martin Lawrence is also there. <laughs> Martin Lawrence is present. So although it took 17 years for it to happen, Bad Boys for Life has come back into the cinemas with Will Smith, Big Willie. Big Willie himself. And uh, Martin Lawrence. I've not seen it yet. i seen Bad Boys 3 for life. Absolutely. It's so so weird. Um, Last night. Okay. And what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that it's a good fun romp. Okay. Um, It's actually, right, it's weird though, because it's 50-50. A lot of the scenes are clearly very bad green screen. Right. And it's not great. And but the other half are all shot beautifully. So Okay. It's it looks really, really good, except for some scenes. Except for the stuff that was done in a green screen studio. Yeah, whoever directed it, like it's 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 um it's shot part the cinematographer clearly did a lot of work. Yeah. And then but the the big action scenes they were just like get the green screen of the helicopter exploding. Right, and put them on it. Yeah. Okay. And, and I can, you can kind of tell the difference there, but like, the sets and all, they all look really good. But what, actually, the main thing that stood out to me was, uh, well, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, they're, they're good. They just, I mean, Yeah, you know what you're getting with and, them. And they're good at their characters. Yeah. Like, um, but, uh, the main thing that stood out to me was that they're invincible, or their invincibility was weird to see. Like, as I said, the 80s trope, and the 90s trope of like seeing the cop run into the room and just shoot 10 guys. Right, yeah. Right? We don't see that very often, I don't think. No, a lot of the stuff we see is it's one on one. Yeah. And the cop will get shot and he'll have to dig a bullet out of himself. Like and John Wick, himself. maybe? Yeah, John Wick and what's that Denzel Washington one? The Equalizer? Yes. The Equalizer's fucking great for that. Or uh, Taken. Yeah, exactly. But like, I think they, those movies there are like cult classics. Whereas, uh, I think, like, the biggest movies in the world were just Steven Seagal and and all the lads just walking in and nothing can happen to them. Yeah. And they're still quipping as they're getting shot. Like, they're surrounded by fucking 20 guys with guns shooting them. And I was like, oh, this is crazy, isn't it? My daughter's getting married tomorrow. It's weird. Yeah, it's- <laughs> there's actually a scene in this where Martin Lawrence is, like, hanging off a ledge. Right. And, like, there's flames behind them. And is he panicking at all? Um, so, literally, Will Smith is losing his grip on him. Oh, no. And in his last words, Martin Lord says, Oh, I can feel my ass getting cooked. For <laughs> like, sake. <laughs> that's a line. And I was looking at it like, that is so weird, because we never see that. No, he would be... In real life, you would, sh- like... You would be screaming and shitting yourself. Yeah, literally. Simultaneously. <laughs> like, oh, this is the worst, but he's still quipping. He's Just, still... He still wants to entertain the people. <laughs> the people. <laughs> but, but that was the one thing that stood out to me. But like, it's actually, I would recommend it. It's definitely aware of how dumb it is. And okay. I enjoy that. Okay. And uh, like the new young squad. Uh, how did they play into it? They're just, they're, they're grand actually. They're, okay. they're not tiresome. And that's the nicest thing I can say. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking that was going to get real old real fast. Uh, there's one guy who's like playing like the too cool for school guy, and he's like him, Big Willy. Yeah. He's like, he's trying to be cool because Big Willy's Big Willy. He's naturally he's cool. He's naturally cool. And he's still trying to be the young, hip, cool guy. Yeah. 
and then uh, this guy is like 23 and he's like ripped to shreds oh he's in Vikings I know this dude yeah, yeah. He, no no not him oh no uh, there's another guy he's also massive as well though he's like 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, he's 6'6 six, six, and I, I heard he put on muscle he's for the that tech role. guy is he? Yeah, they, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually it does a lot of things where I enjoy the fact that it's aware of the tropes. Yeah, and so it kind of just goes against the tropes. Constant, like Will Smith is still playing the cool guy. Yeah, but then like twenty minutes into the movie, Martin Lawrence just looks at him like, "You dye your beard. I know it's grey. Right? Like you stop trying to be young. Yeah, like we're old. Oh, that's interesting. It's it's a nice it's way to do it. Sounds better than I thought. Yeah. It would be. Oh, it is. I would I would recommend it to a friend for a good rob. Excellent. <laughs> but, Put that on the DVD case. But this is the thing, because the retreated well. Number four is now in production because like, Will Smith likes them chicks. He does indeed. Are they going to get lucky again or will it be an Independence Day resurgence? I think it's harder to do four. I think four will probably be the last one. Four they have to go out. Like a Lethal Weapon 4. Yeah. Actually, Bad Boys 3 reminded me of Lethal Weapon 4 because the bad guy in it is like uh, like the best fighter in the world that he's yeah. young. Yeah, exactly. And the two detectives yeah. are, they're getting on. They're not what they used to and be. And there's a scene where Will Smith is like fighting him and just getting the shit kicked out Can't of him. Up. And I'm just looking at it like, Lethal Weapon 4 with all the war everywhere. Mel Gibson yeah. and Jet Li getting the fucking shit kicked out of so good. It's so good. <laughs> and, da- and, oh, Danny Glover is just like... He should have died several times in that fight now. He- He's caught up. <laughs> He's ripped to shreds. Just in bits. <laughs> I think Bad Boys 3 takes a lot of... Uh, inspiration, I from, will say. That, well, look, it's a good thing to take inspiration You, you might from. as well. Um, yeah, so Bad Boys 4 is coming out. Did you hear Will Smith? Um, also, by the way, Bad Boys for Life uh, is the, is going to open with, like, I think it's after break and all their, what they thought it would be. Go ahead. It's way, way above. And what I will say is, in the cinema last night, it was packed. Was it actually? Saturday night, uh, I think it was quarter to nine. There wasn't one seat left. Fuck, that's a good slot, man. Yeah. To fill. There was there was not one seat left in the whole place. Like not one. We had the book. There were three of us, and we had the book tickets in the very very back corner because they were the only three seats that were left. Jesus. Yeah. That's impressive. It's, it's making a lot of money. I'll have to go see this. Yeah. Because like, this sounds like a movie that's better than everyone thought it would be. I th- I think it has the Jumanji effect. Yeah. Uh, where you just don't expect much, and you're just like, ah, oh, just look. Did I watch the first Jumanji by the way? Did like, you? Uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, the oh yeah the rock one yeah yeah you you haven't seen that in ages go on I haven't seen it full stop yeah sorry you haven't seen not in ages but you had never seen it I was like you should watch that yeah it's class yeah it's really good <laughs> yeah it's so it's like it's it's just a good rom <laughs> yeah makes, what makes sense there's nothing wrong with a movie just being a movie no just being a good rom we watched it at Christmas evening on the telly yeah you know it was lovely and it's actually like. It's a lot smarter than it needs to be. Yeah, like they didn't need to put as much effort as they did. This is nothing it. to do with news, but not now I just want to ask your opinion on the Jumanji series. Uh, did you like Jack Black? I did like that. <laughs> I thought he was a, like an amazing... Yeah. Like, for a show of an actor, like to, just to prove you can act, acting like a 13... I can't even right now, guys. <laughs> and he clearly, like, he... I think, did they run through the scenes, the kids, as they would act it? I don't know. The they must have, or else he or must, some element of that. They must have talked for some stage. Yeah, because Jack Black he has it down pat, like yeah. the speech patterns and everything. I think the second one, um, I, I was talking to one of the lads, and he said uh, it's not as good as the first one. Obviously, yeah. well, see, you have to differentiate the first one of this new trilogy or whatever, yeah, yeah. new two, because uh, like that the first one nobody expected anything and it was way better than expectations yeah and so the second one people now have expectations and you have to meet those and exceed them and then you also have to change the process again because you've done the video game and then to change everything because Danny DeVito and Danny Glover were in that yeah and he said that worked slightly but it was probably more fun the first time Okay, fair enough. And that's that's okay. But yeah, that's nothing to do with any of our news, but that's fine. That's um, just us talking as friends. <laughs> two best pals hanging out. Um, Matrix 4, Sean. Matrix 4 loaded. The Matrix 4 loaded for life. <laughs> Bad boys. <laughs> right. Keanu Reeves, Hugo John Wick. Weaving won't oh, be back for Matrix 4. I heard this. Yes, he's, he has confirmed that he won't be joining the cast for the new Matrix movie. Yeah, uh, he will even uh, famously played Agent Smith yes. in all three of the existing Matrixes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. It's weird. Hugo Weaving hasn't come back for roles that he's had in the last couple of years. He didn't come back for Avengers. No, uh, he didn't actually. He got somebody else in. Yeah, and I always forget his name. The, the guy who's amazing at voice acting. Yeah, he's an amazing impressionist. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Oh, man. Uh, look, I'll, we'll find it. Yeah. It'll be grand. We'll look it up after so we don't lose sleep. Yes. But I know he's not coming back for this. Um, I saw the headline. I didn't actually hear the reason for it. Is it a choice? Is it scheduling? Is it? Well, he was just asked if he's involved with the upcoming sequel. And the actor said, I'm not, no. <laughs> so, uh, he said, it's unfo- Eloquent man weaving. <laughs> so he said, it's unfortunate. But actually, I had this offer for a new London play to visit. And then the offer came from the Matrix. So I knew it was happening, but I didn't have the dates. Okay. I thought I could do both. And I took eight weeks out to work out that the dates would work. I held off on accepting a role in the visit during that time. I was in touch with the director, Lana Wachowski, but in the end, she decided that the dates weren't going to work. So he, yeah. took, he, took, a, he took a play and then the dates just didn't line up that he would be, be able to be on set. I mean, well, fair play to him for sticking to like, you know, I know I'd said I'd do this play, I'm going to do this play and not saying, oh, I want a billion dollars. I'll take the million dollars you're giving the me. Matrix. Because I'm assuming the play was probably not offering him as much as a Matrix 4. Not at all. No. Uh, Ross Marquand. Mar- right. It was the, the actor who played him. Uh, he could replace him in Matrix. Maybe. <laughs> just all the time. He just takes weaving's roles. <laughs> Hugo gets the week off. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's It's going to be, I suppose though, like, he kind of served his purpose in the Matrix, didn't mm. he? Because not... Yeah. At, at the start, not all the agents look the same. And then eventually they all do become the same. Because he's a virus. He yes. he takes over the Matrix. So I, And he was defeated. So I guess he's just there's no reason for him to come back, story-wise. The only reason he would have come back is like in a, like a flashback or maybe like the ghost. Yeah, I suppose. Like Neo just turns to his left and he's a, just there. The ghost in the shell, perhaps. The ghost in the shell. Scarlet. What is Scarlet up to? <laughs> the... Um, like, it's weird enough that we're getting Carrie Fisher and Keanu Reeves back. Or not Carrie... Uh, I was like, Carrie Fisher? No, what's, her, what's the lady's name? Oh, no. Carrie Ann Moss. Yes. Sorry. Uh, and Keanu Reeves back. Um, when, I don't know, one of them, both of them, <laughs> mm. didn't really survive. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most eloquently way put. To, oh, they did. Oh, they fucking oh, dead. They fucking did. Neo was blinded and then died. Yeah, no, that's, that'll hinder you. Yeah, I ca- think if you die, that will slow you down. Did Carrie Ann Moss get impaled? Uh, oh, God, I haven't seen that movie in years. That's um, fair. Did Tanks yes. die off screen? <laughs> they just had a moment like, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he killed Tank. Tripped on a banana. Classic. How we wanted to go. Look... I think if in the third one of a series yeah your main characters die yeah you can't bring them back for the next one Palpatine pa- oh, oh Superman <laughs> just it's it's a trend it's a weird thing I can no they'll probably come back as like you're right probably ghosts or echoes of themselves or something like definitely that definitely like echoes or like uh, malware virus that just hasn't been deleted he definitely had like a scene where he just wasn't like they hadn't fully got rid of him. Yeah. He was still in there somehow. What if, for the entirety of the three Matrix films, they're still in the Matrix? Yeah. and they, Even when they're out of the Matrix. They're still in the Matrix. Yeah. Like an Inception kind of thing. Absolutely. And then you get out of that and there's just uh, Leonardo DiCaprio at a spinning top. What if it connected to a movie that has no <laughs> business being connected to? Like they walk out and he's... Keanu Reeves is his character in Toy Story 4. <laughs> Duke Kaboom is that Duke a <laughs> Duke Kaboom it's all connected that's in his brain yeah Duke Kaboom the toy in Toy Story 4 the oh, Keanuverse man. the Keanuverse and then who's John Wick Keanu Reeves Keanu Reeves he's, okay he's an actor that's just an actor <laughs> that's, Duke Kaboom puts on a human suit that, that, that and speed <laughs> no it's not actually a human suit it's set a hundred Duke Kabooms in a trench coat <laughs> <laughs> That's how he acts. And one perfectly made mask. <laughs> Mission Impossible style. Oh yeah, don't no, We're on to you, Matrix 4. We're on to you, Keanu Reeves. Oh, you can't be real. Nobody looks that good at 57 or 97 or no whatever. One's, no one's that nice. You can't be that nice. No. He's up to something. He's up to difflement. I don't want to put it out there. It's a good difflement, though. Yeah, I'd say it's probably like, he's up to like charity work. <laughs> oh, 
God damn you. <laughs> damn, we hate Jared. No, uh, <laughs> I love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you know, we only say this because we love him. Exactly. That he must be up to devilment. Yeah, no one can be that amazing. Nobody can be that perfect. He's breathtaking. Okay, well, look, we're not trying to marry the chap. <laughs> it's like Tom Hanks. What are you hiding, yeah. Hanks? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your secrets. <laughs> Spill the beans. <laughs> um, yeah, so Hugo Weaver won't be back from Matrix 4. It's sad, but at the same time, as you said, it's it's interesting to see how they write around this due to the fact that, you know, people are dead from the last one. Yeah. I would it, say a lot of people are dead from the last one. I would say most one. of the original cast. Oh, I would say at least 97%. That'd be it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Patrick Stewart met with Kevin Feige about possibly joining the MCU before Christmas. Good God. Patrick Stewart came out and he's doing the rounds for, of course, Star Trek Picard. Yes, the Amazon Prime original series. Someone he, someone asked him about, um, of course, Professor X yeah. and, Patrick, and himself, him, him just as a man. Yeah, of course. Uh, how are you, they said. Uh, I met with Kevin Feige a couple of months ago and we had long, long conversations, he explained. There have been many move, moves and suggestions which include Charles Xavier in the MCU. Excellent, okay. He is speaking very candidly about this. He just doesn't care. Now, why he doesn't care is because his next word is, here's the problem. Oh, no. If we had not made Logan, then yes. This is what I was going to say. I would probably get into that wheelchair one more time and be Charles Xavier. But Logan changed all that, Stuart added. Yeah, he has said in the past, he just, he left everything on the screen with Logan. He is amazing. He's so good. Like, so, so good. And, like, he's... he's Like, it's the best we've ever seen Professor X. And he's not even with it. Like, the character isn't with it for the most of that film. Yeah. So, I, th- I think seeing him come back as just, like, regular old Professor X... And nothing has happened. Nothing has happened. It's gonna... It would be too weird. Do you think they just get McAvoy? Would they get McAvoy? I really like McAvoy as Professor X. We like McAvoy Fassbender. They are the strongest part of that. Yeah, I would. I would if they if they announced that they were bringing them back. I would. I would not be at all. No, upset. I, and I think like nobody would be against that. No, but I don't know. I think I think they have to go new cast for you know for the MCU. Mm. Like unless it's like a character like Deadpool, who it would make sense. Like they would just. It's easier to write for that. You can't recast Deadpool. No, you can't. I think Deadpool is impossible to recast. I think Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. <laughs> so, yeah, they're just intertwined in their lives. Yeah. So like, you can't really differentiate between the two of them. Um, not to say Ryan Reynolds is a murderous killing guy. but Not at all. Although maybe. What are you hiding, Ryan? You're too happy. You're <laughs> too happy and nice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust her. Um, then he just finished off with a tiny anecdote. The first time Hugh and I saw the film in public was at the Berlin Film Festival, which is where the movie premiered. Shortly after Xavier's death scene, I found myself getting very emotional, but I had to keep a hold of myself because we were sitting in the middle of the cinema. And then I saw Hugh's hand come up to his eye and wipe away a tear, and I thought, damn it, the big bugger's crying. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's a nice story, but Patrick Stewart, so he's saying that Logan was the perfect end, and he doesn't want to ruin that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, like... The last impression, I suppose. The last impression you have of that character is one that is amazing and also incredibly sad. Yeah. Of like, him just broken down and then the way he even dies. Yeah, it's it's really heartbreaking. Spoilers for Logan, which came out in 2016. Yeah, but it's very good. It's really good. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I think they'll have to go new bald man. New bald man? Yeah. And make him bald from the start. Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. <laughs> Imagine him in a wheelchair from oh, Brom. He's playing Bloodshot now. It's oh yeah. Can't. He lives his life one quarter wheeler. <laughs> one quarter wheel at a time. <laughs> Who would you get? Just a general bald actor. And you, look, you'd have to cast someone good. You've had McAvoy and Patrick Stewart. It has to be someone really good. Yeah, I think you get someone maybe that's done stage stuff because they have that grandiose mm. way of speaking. Who's the best actor in the world? Uh, Ross Marquardt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, oh, um, Hugo Weaving. He, he's free. He's free. After another few weeks in the fucking acting, in the play, now he's free. Now just keep your book open, uh, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be signing up to anything. 
Would you cast young or old? Ooh, I would say maybe 40s kind of age. Okay. For in the MCU. So it's not them growing up again? No. You want the school to be all set up? I think so, and just, it was hidden. He'd use his mind powers to hide it from the public for the past 20 years. The mind powers. Yeah. You gotta get past those mind powers, man. (laughs) Absolutely. You a scriptwriter in Hollywood. Yeah, I am, actually. I think you work for DC. There's mind powers, (laughs) Mind powers. I don't know how clear I have to make this, lads. One word. Mind powers. (laughs) Drops the bum mic. Walks out. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're moving on to the biggest news of the week, Sean Is is it really Um, though? No, I'm lying to you Interesting National Treasure (gasps) Tree Good God Is in development officially That is right Yes Okay He's back The cage man is back (laughs) The cage man He's been let out of Of the the cage cage. We're never out of the cage No, never We're always in with the cage So, National Treasure 3 presumably takes place after National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. I can only assume. Where the president has a secret book with all of the conspiracies written in it. Oh, damn. And it's just fucking hidden in a library. And so they solve, they find the lost temple of gold. It's inside Mount Rushmore as it goes. Mm. Uh, the, the bad guy from Westworld drowns. <laughs> and then... They all meet up with the president, who Nicolas Cage kidnapped previously. <laughs> but he's cool with it. He's proved turtle totally chill with it. He's fine. The president just gave him all the secrets because he kidnapped him and proved he was right. Because basically, I've gone too far. The whole plot of this movie is that Nicolas Cage's ancestor is being framed as being a traitor. Now, we're back to the, the end of the film. Where they meet the president and the secret service in a fucking aircraft hangar. Yeah. And... And the, the whole the, the, Doesn't he find the gate To a place Where a piece of rock is He does a, yeah He puts his hand Into a rock With an eagle on it Yeah And then he screams Pretending his hand Was cut off Fucking genius <laughs> <laughs> But when, they, when he kidnapped The president earlier They were in a tomb And the president said Hey When you get that book Have a look at page 47 For me mm, Subtle Presumably, the president hasn't read the book. No, then. no, he hasn't. So, uh, the president says at the end, when he's in the aircraft oh. hangar, did you ever get a chance to look in that page? And Nicholas Cage says, yes, I think it could be the most important discovery of human history. <laughs> <laughs> and they finished the movie on that in 2009. 2007. 2007. Yeah. And we haven't heard from any of them since. To be honest with you now, after you explained all that, that was hilarious. But I have been on edge <laughs> ever since the end of that movie. I have been waiting. The cage man knows the most important thing in the whole world and he hasn't told us. And he's been hunting for it. It's a cliffhanger that I wasn't able for. <laughs> Luke, I am your father? No. No, I can't have it. <laughs> Nicholas Cage looking at the book going, Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> I have that all day, boy. You had more enthusiasm for National Treasure 2 yeah. than every Star Wars movie we've ever talked about, but every MCU movie we've ever talked about. I just... I, I, I don't know what it is, but the ending of that movie is stuck in my head. Forever. And I think about it maybe once a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know where to go here. <laughs> Like, the the first movie was just stealing the Declaration of Independence. But he uses his own credit card. He does, yeah. he's fucking That's tick. how they track him. And, uh, uh the, the fucking, he sets up Sean Bean to be arrested by the FBI at the end. Yes. Um, Sean Bean. Just, oh, and they, they were looking for a big treasure. A big load of treasure. Would you say but some sort of national treasure? A national treasure indeed. Yes. But the real treasure was knowledge. Oh! But also and some... the friends we made along the way. Yes, but also he made enough to buy a big mansion so at the end. So not really just knowledge then. You can't really pay for a mansion but knowledge. No, artefacts. Artefacts and, you know, money. Yeah, People it. gave him money for that stuff. I think the second one is more... It's just more than the first. <laughs> it's more... <laughs> they put that on the poster. It's more. It's more than the first, right? That just doesn't say more of what. There's, there's more. There's just more of it. Um, so National Treasure Tree is in development, uh, and we only know this because Chris Bremner's schedule when he was putting up for Bad Boys Four. They did a story about Bad Boys 4 and how it was being done. Yeah. And in that story, they were like, Chris Bremer's schedule is heating up as he's also writing National Treasure Tree for Disney. Excellent. Disney own National Treasure Tree now, by the way. 
That's madness. Yes. They're not always on national. Have they, no, have they owned it or was it? I Fox think I deal? remember watching it on Disney Channel. Okay, well that's fair One enough. day. I don't know. I could be wrong. Okay. But How many times have you seen National Treasure 2? Six or seven. Oh my God. What? I've seen the first one about the same amount of times. This is... You live... Have, you've lived a fascinating <laughs> life. You're telling me, right? You've watched National Treasure 1 and 2 at least 14 times. Yeah. I've seen two, both two of them in the cinema once. Yeah. Uh, but you didn't see Jumanji until <laughs> two yeah. weeks ago. I think I have National Treasure 1 on DVD. I went to the cinema to see National Treasure 2. Yeah? Did you like it? Uh, what do you think at the end? What did I... <laughs> I think I've only ever seen it once. Oh no. In 2007, so I can't really remember. It was 13 years ago. 13 years ago, like, I was 10. Yeah, that's that's a long time ago. Um, I I was not 10. 14. I was 56. Oh my god. Would you believe? I, I, I wouldn't. We wouldn't. Benjamin <laughs> Button in this one. Um, you were a six year old and you know it. Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I was four. If I was four, that's 17. Jesus, I actually have my friends. I have my exams next. Yeah, you're weird if you're yeah. hanging out with me. <laughs> you're a bit strange, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, sure. I love National Treasure. You pick me up outside the school, <laughs> pull, yeah. pull up, get in, lads. The microphones <laughs> happened <in the> back. Said <laughs> offering sweets. Yeah. On new podcast. Um, oh man. Uh, yeah. So National Treasure. Um, apparently, the first National Treasure grossed nearly. $350 million a tenth the, of what it deserves and the second one grossed nearly $460 million it's growing <sighs> so this one's a billion dollars surely surely it has to be I th- it, look I think it's going to make calling it now seven to eight hundred thousand sorry <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven to eight hundred no, no, million stop million I said million thousand you're right <laughs> thousand <laughs> No, it's going to make... You were right the first time. It's going to make $730 million. $730 million. Yeah, you can refer back to National this. National Treasure Tree. Someone timestamp this. What day is it? It's the 27th. Yeah. Okay. National Treasure Tree is going to make seven hundred and what? $30 million. $30 million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're... Uh, oh, boys. Um, <laughs> that is wrong. I'm talking Venom levels of money. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I would actually prefer National Treasure Tree to get it before Venom. Yeah. You're just the underdog. You How know? crazy do you want this to get? Because 2 was fucking Two mental. was balls to the wall. I love it. Like he put his hand in a fucking wall with an eagle on it, a fake screen, and a, a cave opened up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Obviously, it all makes sense. Uh, like, I, I don't know where you'd go. Because, I I unless he has to like, Literally kill a man. <laughs> I don't know how much more he can do. <laughs> turns he's kidnapped into, the president. He turns into Saw. <laughs> You've to chop off his leg and attach it to his arm. <laughs> Are, is all the cast coming back? Are uh, we getting Riley? Uh, <laughs> how do you know their names? You know Riley. <laughs> Who's Riley? Riley's the geek. I, how do I know Riley? He wrote a book that no one read. In National Treasure 2, right. he was famous for writing a book about conspiracies. Right. And the running joke was that he gave it to all of his friends yeah. and none of them read it. Nicholas Cage takes it out of an envelope in front of him. <laughs> That's a good gag. Yeah, it is. It's a good gag. Um, I think uh, we should have, I don't know, maybe Nicholas Cage has to like pull a lever in like Armenia. Okay. And then a door opens, but the door is in Switzerland. Oh, and so he has to, but he only has twelve hours to get there before the door closes back. I see. Then you have like a timestamp, and then you got him chasing through the woods. Oh, it's the woods, is it? He's running. He's, <laughs> He's ru- sprinting from Armenia <laughs> to Switzerland. <laughs> That's what I like to see. <laughs> That's the only version of this movie. To we'll be accept. honest with you, the rest of it's all as ludicrous. Yeah, you know what? You're you're right. Like, like none of it makes any fucking sense. He kidnapped the president. Yeah, and he just walked away. John Voight is his father? Yeah. Does that work? I don't know. How old is Nicolas Cage and John Voight? I don't know. Nicolas Cage must be... He's 50 by this point. Oh, he has to be 50. But, like... I don't know. I'm going to get too into this. But it's it's a lot about, like, the Founding Fathers and American, like, revolutionism. Mm. It's a lot of that going on in this film. I hope he steals the Declaration of Independence again. Yeah. Just because... Just because he can. I hope he gets knocked out and has a talk with one of his forefathers in his dreams. <laughs> he has four fathers. Yeah, he does. Four John Voights <laughs> in a house of mirrors. <laughs> and that's 
the riddle. <laughs> said, our forefathers wrote the independence. They meant your forefathers, Nicholas Cage and John Voight. And they both like Batman the Dark Knight Rises, like nod at each other. Oh, there's a little moment there yeah, in a John French Voight, cafe. Yeah, and John Voight just fades. Oh. He gets dusted. <laughs> 730 million dollars. I think it's written on the wall. If that happens, I'll go see it twice. <laughs> um, okay, We're, we have one more and then we get to our big news story of the week. But... I have a new story here that um, made me, oh, man, I, I read this headline and there's a lot in it that I don't think we're going to like. Okay. So I'll just read the headline and you just tell me your first thought. I want to see if it matches to my first thought. Okay. Bambi is Disney's next animated movie getting a live action adaption. What are your thoughts, John? <sighs> of all the ones to do. <laughs> That's what I thought. Who wants to see a deer get shot? That's all it's going to be, man. <laughs> like, how? How? How is this going to work? How is this going to be entertaining? Yeah. It's going to be... Ah, we- <sighs> I think a CGI deer is harder than a CGI lion, first of all. Yes, definitely. CGI rabbit too. Are we seeing CGI, not just like straight up live action? Well, they are, they are computer generated. Yeah, right? no, you would, but... I think it it makes it more fun if the deer looks more real. Like I think it makes it real, like less oh, connected you, to reality. If you see the light leave its eyes, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that would be more fun for a family and you know friends and just children. See now, is if it's going to be a shot for shot remake, it's going to be horrifying. It looks like Disney will be the next animated movie film to get a remake released, uh, released it or next year, the year after. I mean. Shot for shot remake? Probably. Mm. See, but the thing is, the others have all made money. Yes. Is the thing. So that's why they're doing this. But I don't I don't think they're... Uh, does anybody... Worth wants, my time, I want to say. Does they're, anybody want to watch Bambi again? No. Does anybody I, I've to, seen Bambi like, when I was a kid, because it was on. Yeah. Do, but, I don't think I ever wanted to watch Bambi. No, because like, it's horrifying. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking miserable. You're like five and you're just like, this is the worst. It, she, Bambi curls up to their mother's corpse. Yeah, it's all going to be full of games and their live action as well. You'll get to see it in HD, pristine You're going to see a deer stop breathing. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, it's monstrous. <laughs> Who is this for? Who is this for? This is... <laughs> They're just building up to release a DVD collection of all of them. You think? Yeah. Right. I just... Oh, I, this is... Of all the ones to do, I can't believe they chose Bambi. I genuinely read that headline. I thought it was like a joke website. Yeah. And I, I actually had to correspond with another few of them just to make sure. And then I was like, no, I think the maniacs are actually doing Bambi. Bob Iger has gone too far. He's just, he's bored. He's just bored. Let's just fucking try it, lads. Because he's just like, I liked Bambi when I was a kid. Makes my daughter cry. Let's fucking do Bambi again. There's one good live action remake of a Disney film. Go on. Tarzan. Yes. Good stuff. (laughs) Yes. Um, Actually, I'd like to review the Bobby for... um, Oh, that would be a good one. I I haven't seen that in years. I'd like to go back and watch it. I have a feeling it'll hold up. Um, but yeah, so THR is reporting that Disney has hired Geneva Robertson, uh, Dwore, and Lindsay Beer to write a live action remake of its animated Bambi film. Um, I think that this is a terrible idea. I think it's awful. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's a good movie. I'm not watching that. It's going to be largely photorealistic CGI, just like the <sighs> Disney's Jungle Book and The Lion King. These are just VFX demos. Yes. But I think it'll look, uh, genuinely, is it ten times more haunting to watch a more likely live-action deer get shot in the face? Yeah. Like, a, <laughs> and... Uh, it's pretty bad when it's a drawing. Are we going to see the hunter? Uh, what's the hunter? Like, the hunt, the, the person who oh, pulled sir, the trigger. Sh- um, yeah. Or is it just going to be the gun coming out of the bushes? Gun coming out of the bushes, maybe. It's a real gun, though. Yeah. We're going to be watching a real gun in a Disney movie. And then uh, I I want the deer to look as real as possible so I can really soak up the death. Yeah. Like, is there going to be blood? Because if they're going realistic, there's going to be blood. Yeah. There will be blood. Good movie. Thank you. (laughs) Should we remake it in live action? (laughs) 
Det var remaken av anime. <laughs> anime Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, uh, that's for us. I don't think it's their best idea today. No, it's not the best. Disney have just gone mad. Live action Pinocchio, I'd prefer to see. There was a live. There is a live action Pinocchio coming out as well. Is there? Yes. I'd prefer to see that. I actually had the choice between the two stories that I was going to cover. Um, Pinocchio had a little more news, but I thought Bambi was a worse idea. Bambi's a much worse idea. Yeah. Pinocchio, at least you got to see a little puppet boy walk around. Yeah, I could, you could just do like a Roger Rabbit situation. Yeah. Yeah, you could. <laughs> You're so bad. There's a rabbit in Bambi. <laughs> there is. Hope he gets shot too. Oh, Hope they all get no, shot. No, 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 no. Balloon to pieces. No, 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 no. Chick, chick, bang again. Go again. <laughs> you killed that deer with one shot. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> I want to ruin another generation of children. <laughs> That's all it's going to be. But worse. <laughs> worse. Um, so, we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week, Sean, with Taika Watiti. The man himself. Taika Watiti is courted for the next Star Wars movie, apparently. Interesting choice. Yes. Now, you have to let him be Taika Waititi. See, now, that's an interesting concept that you've come up with there, and I don't think that's going to work. So I think you want to get back into line. Yeah. And just follow what they say in the surveys that they've done on the people. Of course. Mm-hmm. Just get Taika to call action and cut. <laughs> what are you doing, Taika? Do a funny voice for a uh, droid, like yeah. you do in The Mandalorian. That's all you need. And then just finish your day. Let's go home. You're <laughs> So Taika Waititi is of course the director behind Jojo Rabbit and Thor Ragnarok. He is basically one of like the highest rising directors in Hollywood at the minute, or yeah. fastest rising. Oh yeah, when, once he did Ragnarok, he, like everyone wanted him. Which is why uh, Star Wars now want him because they've done a survey, yeah, and they're like, "Who's your favorite director?" And Fair. the eighteen to forty demographic said Taika Waititi. Yeah, <laughs> like and uh, is it see because he's done a space movie before he's yeah, done two of them in well fact. Thor Ragnarok of yeah. course yeah. and Guardians uh, oh no that's James Gunn sorry how dare you because they're the same now they're oh, friends they're the same person <laughs> yeah sorry technically has done Thor Ragnarok before yeah which like do you want his version of space or do you want the Star Wars version of space um, I don't know if I'm the right man to ask that question to because I'm I would be a very casual Star Wars fan yeah I think the question would be would a diehard fan want Taika's version of fun zany stuff? Because they tried fun zany stuff at eight for a little bit. Yeah. And that did not work in any way. See, I'm conflicted on that. Because yes. I really like the stuff he's done for Marvel. Well, actually, that comes into this in a second. But, keep, but, keep I, but I don't know... Is it? I don't know, will it be out of place in everything we have established in Star Wars? I wouldn't mind a little change. I think that would be good. Change don't work in Star Wars. What did it not? No, the trade that's for the eight. Thing is that Lucasfilm <laughs> might be like, no, that's too far in one direction. Yeah. And he'd be like, all right, go fuck yourself. They tried it with Rain Johnson. Yeah. They're never going to do it again. Colin Trevorrow. No, get out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's... JJ, <laughs> bring JJ back. Yeah, I want to, if he doesn't end up making it, I want him to say what he was going to do. You yeah. know, I want to I want to compare and contrast. And this it. is interesting because me and you were probably like two of the biggest Taika Waititi fans in the world. True, uh, and we vote for him to direct everything. Yeah, but I gave you the Star Wars, which is one of your favorite franchises. Yeah, and you're one of your favorite directors. But when you think about it, I just don't think like they'll do him justice. That's what I'm rather than he won't do them justice. I want if I'm watching something from Taika Waititi, it's Taika Waititi. Yeah, it's not Taika Waititi and forty men in suits yes. who think they know better. Sure, Thor Ragnarok, like half of that is just improv. Yeah, and it's the best Thor movie. Like, he wrote a lot of it um, down, and then Jordan, they would just like, just keep saying lights. Yeah. Just see what happens. And that's why you get some of the best things, like uh, the the Thor with the snake. I like, was genuinely going to come up with that story, yes. That's improvised. Yeah. Like. And he knows I love snakes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he stabbed me. We were eight at the time. Yeah. But like, that, I don't think... Phil Lord and Chris Miller tried that with Solo. Yeah. It did not go well. Disney didn't want it. No, they... Well, they, Lucasfilm didn't want it. Yeah, because they came in and they were shooting Solo. And I, the stories were that they were improving scenes yeah. and reshooting scenes over and over again. And Disney were like, what are you doing? Yeah. You have a script. Stick to the script. We, Whereas, and when you look at, like, Spider-Verse, the, all the voice actors just did a shit ton of lines. Like... John Mulaney when he was doing Spider-Man he was doing loads of random stuff yeah to the point where he was cursing and everything yeah. that they cut out but it, they just let him run and they'd 
take what they wanted what fit the story mm. and they just put that in the movie do you think that's a better way to do it but at the same time there's been I'm sure there's been hundreds and hundreds of amazing movies that have been written in a boardroom script perfectly like half the, I think it's um, Wedding Story that's been nominated for the Oscar Marriage this year. Story or, sorry Marriage Story um, but they like why that works is because it's like oh it's like a real couple like they're shouting over each other yeah but Scarlett Johansson said that was all of the script like there's not one word that's not in that script that they're talking over each other lines are overlapping yeah it's yeah. written like that and that like that's a credit to the writers then yeah so like and I'm sure with the amount of improv I think it's more of like Taika Waititi will have a script yeah but if you want to change some stuff and it he thinks it works go for it. I think he trusts actors. See, yeah. Once you, if you have Chris Hemsworth, yeah, like, and he, and nobody knew how funny he was. Yeah, and now he's opened to all kinds of comedy roles. Yeah, that he was not getting offered before because he was just the the log blood dude who was ha- handsome in yeah, Thor: The Dark ripped. World. Yeah, like that's it. And but this is actually very interesting because you are forgetting one major thing that we've discussed already, and that is that Kevin Feige has moved over to help the Star Wars project. Recently, oh, do, you, do you not remember? I we do could, remember this. Yeah, I forgot this information. Kevin though. Feige came across, and he's not ahead of it, but he's helping out as a story advisor and story. So he okay. probably, definitely came over. I'm assuming, and they said we need to find a new director. And he was like, "I think Tycho could do this. I I could see he's that. He's worked with him before, yeah, and they would have a working relationship. Like, I think Star Wars has gotten to the point now. Change it up, you know, like. I'm I, again same as you said I'm worried that they might not do Taika like do him good mm. but I think there's enough room in that galaxy for a fun for a bit of fun like mm. if you want to or maybe Taika is going to do a serious movie or they could just do, have him do a Disney Plus thing yeah like just give him I said, let him do what he wants to do well the reason why this is coming up is not only with Kevin Feige but because he's on The Mandalorian mm-hmm. which has put him in the same world as John Favreau and the series creator and writer uh, basically John Favreau has said that he's going to be working with Kevin Feige to try and rebuild like a Star Wars universe Excellent. on Disney Plus because the two of them built the MCU really they were the starting point yeah exactly and so the two of them have now been brought over because Disney own everything so if you have two or two of like the best like, okay, well, just put these two best players on your team and let's see if you can win. Yeah, it, that's interesting because it, it builds the opportunity for the Disney Plus one to be longer form stories and a more fleshed out universe. Yeah. Whereas the movies, they're condensing everything and they're kind of filling in the universe after the fact with comics and books. And, and ironically, like I think, like, not to speak for Star Wars fans, but I think people like the first one like people this, pref- yeah. prefer when you world build and then we're in that world whereas yeah. the, Star Wars the my, movies you just come in and there's an hour and a half and you're out exactly yeah like my favourite stuff in Star Wars is like the old Republic shit that happened 10,000 years before the main story yeah because that's when like loads of interest and shit happened but what about uh, the Skywalkers and like oh that 90 year ga- span of time <laughs> always there there's so much happens <laughs> and like some of it's good <laughs> but like I think seeing Obi-Wan like you're gonna live with Obi-Wan for 12 episodes why don't they do Taika Waititi Obi-Wan series with Kevin Feige overseeing it oh my god look I've just I mean give look, me money yeah, <laughs> I'm written for you Disney <laughs> like, if you just have you just have the lads you have Obi-Wan and I think how many times could Taika Waititi get in to say hello there? Hello there. In, in walking into every single scene. I think hundreds. Hundreds of thousands of times. <laughs> yes. So I think I think it's, I trust Taika Waititi. I'll watch whatever he makes, but Disney and Lucasfilm need to trust him. This is so weird because like, if I had asked you five years ago, who do you trust more, Star Wars or Taika Waititi? Like, you'd be like first of all, who's Taika Waititi? Yeah. Secondly, obviously Star Wars. Like Star Wars know what they're doing. Like, yeah, because the Force Awakens. Yeah, like they're, they're obviously going to know what to do it. Like yeah. they have it all planned. And now it's weird how in a few short years everything can change. And that you're just like, oh man, I don't know. Like Star Wars, clearly they're not. Maybe they don't have every duck in order. Maybe maybe, not. maybe they're flying by the seat of their service. <laughs> oh, the survey. Get surveys out of Hollywood. Just please, Disney, stop. <laughs> it, genuinely, it is that scene in The Simpsons. Yeah, where literally. They're just asking the kids. So you want something to be more gru- more horror? But also funnier, but also less horror. 
but also less funny. Yeah. Right, okay, right. They're very big. <laughs> you pressed yes on all of them. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I want to see what comes of it, but I'm, I'm worried they'll ruin everything. Okay. Uh, do you want to do a weekly recommends? We can do a weekly recommends. We haven't done one in ages. Not at all, um, boys. Let me have a quick think uh, okay. about what I've been up I, to. I've just thrown this on you, but yeah. I'll go first. But you had time to prepare. Sorry. No, I actually haven't come up with anything. Uh, I, I, just, I was just like, might as well do a weekly recommends. Yeah, why not? Uh, put in that funky jingle. You forgot about the jingle. I think I deleted the jingle. Oh, well, we're going to have to have a new jingle, aren't we? We're going to have to find a new one. Go for what, yeah. What's uh, my recommendation would be Bad Boys 3. Ah, excellent. Uh, because it's a fun romp. Go see it with your family. It's a lot of F-bobs. Will, Will Smith, Marilyn Lawrence. They're, I mean, if you like the last one, it's fine. And also, if you know nothing about Bad Boys, it's also fine. Yeah. Just, Fair. it's two old cops. It's the plot of Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> you like Lethal Weapon 4, you like that. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Excellent. Uh, I will recommend something that's actually finishing soon, but it's very, very good. It's The Good Place oh, on Netflix. Yeah. I think next week is the final episode. Okay. But it's just, it's a show that's been consistently great, like the whole way through. And I, like. I've never actually seen The Good Place. Really? I oh. think you'd really enjoy it. It's got Ted Danson in it. Oh! Yeah. Great hair for a man his age. Absolutely great everything <laughs> for a man his age. The, um, the, so the whole plot is that, uh, uh, lady called Eleanor. She dies and goes to heaven or hell or purgatory. She dies, she dies and goes to the good place, which is heaven. Okay. But she finds out she's not meant to be there. Right, okay. And so it's her trying to hide everything that's going on. But, things start going wrong in the good place because there's a bad person there ah, you know, it's very good interesting very good show and it's it, the final episode is as I said this Friday coming up and I love Veronica Mars so I'm all about Kristen Bell Kristen Bell is amazing yeah, she can do no wrong she can do no wrong she's pretty great yeah um, yeah I'm Good stuff. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. I, I think you should. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week. What a week it's been. And we're another week older and another week wiser. Well, one of us is. Well, one of us is. You're not older. No. <laughs> Surely you're older. I've got Benjamin Button's <laughs> disease. <laughs> disease seems like you're insulting him about Infection? it. Infection? Mean, uh, that's worse. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to take it out, Joe? Yeah, thank you everyone very much for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Monday. Next week. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I fucked already up. fucked it up already. Back oh, on Wednesday, we're in his Wednesday. Friday, we're here or zero. And next Monday, we're another episode of Movie Mondays. He's infected, lads. Even though it's the Benjamin Buttons. I've got the mind of a toddler now. <laughs> uh, in, uh, as I said at the start, thanks very much to all our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Uh, be sure to head on over there and check out the tiers. See if any of them interest you. As we said, you'll get that extra show once every month. It'll probably be starting next month, yeah. I imagine, because we're nearly at the end of January. True story. Um so and if you can't support us over there uh, the best way you can support the show is by telling one human being that we exist just the one so we're on Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod Facebook Heroes for Hire Podcast Instagram Heroes for Hire Podcast or you can email us Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com all that's in the description as well as the Patreon link everything you could ever possibly need nailed it thanks buddy except for that bit at the start <laughs> that right up <laughs> so I forgot an honor I'm Sean mate. see you next week guys bye bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.